Good morning. Welcome to All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church. My name is Amanda Lawrence. I've been a member here for about three and a half years or so. I'm currently serving as secretary of the board. I've been a member of the transition team and the sadly now defunct parenting group. But maybe we'll, maybe we'll get that going again someday soon. Here at All Souls, we welcome everyone who cares to worship with us. Whatever your theological and political persuasion, whatever your age, race, gender, origin, orientation, or background. And we welcome questions about the great issues of life. I'd like to extend a special welcome to our guests. We're really glad you're here. If you would take just a moment to fill out one of the white cards in the back of the pews, that'll give us some information about your visit and give us a way to know how we can help you. Once the card is filled in, you can put it in the offering basket, or if it's more convenient, you can drop it in the, in the foyer with uh, somebody at the guest table there. Are there any visitors who would be willing to stand and introduce themselves, or any members who've brought guests and would like to introduce them? We're really glad you're here. After the service, we'd invite everybody to join us for coffee and conversation in the social hall, which is just down the hall to the right as you exit the sanctuary. You can make it to the playground. You've gone too far. Just come one back, and you'll be there in the social hall. Our hope is that you all will find, as we have, that this is a friendly and loving place. Membership in this church is open to all who, who support and participate in the life of the church, who contribute financially to the church to the extent that they are able, and who affirm the principles and purposes of the Unitarian Universalist Association. If you're interested in learning more about Unitarian Universalism or about membership, there are people in the foyer at our visitor's table who can answer your questions. Another good person to answer almost any question you have is our head of the membership team, Ron Thurston, who has a few words to say to, say to you. Announcements and activity information are included in your order of service, the white pages in here. Please read through these when you have a chance and take them home with you. There are a lot of things that you'll only hear about here, so um, it's important stuff. Guests are welcome at any of the events at All Souls. So anything that you would like to attend, don't feel like you need to be a member to uh, attend. We'd be happy to see you there. Our chaplain, Barbara Gerald, also has a word for you this morning. Well, this is Celebration of Women Week. Um, it was amazing that this happened to fall when about 50% of our women were going to be out of town. But I want to thank all of the women who are here. And I want to thank all of the men who came today because often this service gets few male participants. <laughs> um, uh, there's a panel that's happening this afternoon at Praise Temple on which I will be participating. Um, it's women and religion, and if uh, any of you wanted to come, that would be great to have you there also. <laughs> As we move toward the body of our worship, we'd ask that you now turn off or silence your phone, you know, Blackberry, Pager, all those things that, that beep and buzz and whatnot during the service. Thank you. Enjoy the service. to ask Claudia Harris to come be our chalice lighter this morning. Look at your feet. You're standing in the sky. 
When we think of the sky, we tend to look up. But the sky actually begins at the earth. Just as the sky surrounds us as we walk the earth, so does the spirit of life enfold us. At this hour, in this place, let us answer the ancient call which is echoed throughout human existence. Let us accept the perpetual invitation to be holy ourselves and to be present with heart and mind attentively open. Uh, If you have knowledge, let others light their candles in it. Reverence the highest. Have patience with the lowest. Let this day's performance of the meanest duty be your religion. Are the stars too distant? Pick up the pebble that lies at your feet, and from it learn the all. Before I go any further, I want to say that my statement about the men not coming really wasn't fair. Because in this church, if anywhere, men have been supportive of women's rights. And I wanted to correct that misplaced sentiment before we got into the service. Eleanor Roosevelt said, Remember, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. As Unitarian Universalists, we believe that simply by virtue of being alive, we have an inherent value equal to all others. For centuries, women were relegated to situations that no man would have found acceptable. Rising from that reality has taken a great deal of time, a great deal of effort, and a great deal of fortitude. In spite of all the progress that has already been made, the process is ongoing. It is only through acts of integrity, acts of courage, whether small or large, that we come to understand, to deeply grasp that our value is the same as that of any human. Let me say that again. It's only through acts of integrity and acts of courage that we come to understand our value is the same as every other human, male or female, wealthy or without, wise or otherwise. And sometimes the little things are the most significant. Sometimes the least recognized can be the most profoundly, personally edifying. This is the time for stories. We're now invited to share in statements of one or two sentences things we've done that were bold or took courage or that we're proud of or something that we've accomplished. Things that were firsts for us, maybe, or that made a real difference, maybe, in our lives or the lives of someone else. 
I'd ask that you be brief, but please speak loudly, clearly, and proudly. Whether we want to name them or not, each of us has done stuff that took courage. And each of us has done stuff that we didn't know whether other people had done it or not. It's all been uh, a journey that will continue to unfold. Our children will learn from us, and so we need to share these stories. From Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I believe that we are solely responsible for our choices, and we have to accept the consequences of every deed, word, and thought throughout our lifetimes. Our choice to work together in a community is a generous one. Together we accomplish what none of us can do alone. This is excerpted from Leonard Schling. The alphabet versus the goddess. For several thousand years, every people throughout the Fertile Crescent venerated a deity who personified the great goddess. When we speak of this area as the cradle of civilization, we tacitly acknowledge the superior role the feminine principle played in the birth of modern humankind. Then the great goddess began to lose power. The barely legible record of the earliest written accounts, beginning about 5,000 years ago, provide intimations of her fall. Her consort, once weak and inconsequential, rapidly gained size, stature, and power, until eventually, he usurped her sovereignty. The systematic political and economic subjugation of women followed. Coincidentally, slavery became commonplace. Around 1500 BCE, there were hundreds of goddess-based sects involving the Mediterranean basin, enveloping the Mediterranean basin. By the 5th century A.D. or C.E., they had been almost completely eradicated, by which time women were also prohibited from conducting a single major Western sacrament. The introduction of the written word and then the alphabet into the social intercourse of humans initiated a fundamental change in the way newly literate cultures understood their reality. It was this dramatic change in mindset, I propose, and those are the words of Schlein, that was primarily responsible for fostering patriarchy. Goddess worship, feminine values, and women's power depend on the ubiquity of the image God worship, masculine values, and men's domination of women are bound to the written word. Image versus word. Word and image, like masculine and feminine, are complementary opposites. 
Whenever a culture elevates the written word at the expense of the image, patriarchy dominates. When the importance of the image supersedes the written word, feminine values and egalitarianism flourish. As an exercise in the mindset of freedom and equality, let us let yourself create the images that go with these ancient names as uh, we bring them to you. Sharon and Amanda, if you would come help me, please. If one of these images appeals to you, carry it with you into the silence. Oh, I'm sorry. I am Danu, mother of all Celtic peoples. My spirit dwells in the mighty rivers and mountains. I bring life-giving nourishment. I am Aphrodite, great goddess of love. I bring passionate energy. I am changing woman, Navajo goddess of lightning and the rainbow after a storm. I bring harmony and balance during change. I am Amaterasu, Japanese sun goddess. I bring illumination and joy. I am Yamiya, African goddess and mother of the oceans. I bring the depths of mystery. I am Pele, Hawaiian goddess of the volcano. I bring anger to motivate change. I am Miriam, Hebrew prophet. My sacred well sustained my people in the wilderness. I bring liberation from bondage. I am Hestia, great goddess of the hearth and the home. I bring peace and community. I am Kali, Hindu creator and destroyer. I bring the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. I am Quan Yin, Chinese goddess of the gentle waterfalls of compassion. I bring forgiveness. Far away there is the sunshine, and in the sunshine are my highest aspirations. I may not reach them, but I can look up and see their beauty, believe in them and try to follow where they lead. This is Celebration of Women Week in Shreveport. It's National Women's History Month. And celebrations like this are going on all over the country. In honor of those facts, this past week, we had what I believe was the first pretty large gathering of women from our church that we've had in a while. It was pulled together on short notice, but I wanted input from the women of this church on what you, we, they thought was important and that should be shared today in honor of women, what we wanted to lift up. Even though many of the women were already planning to be away today, they came to, get to the gathering and shared their concerns and their hopes and participated 
in the reverie. We were enthusiastic, we were happy, and we were well fed. <laughs> As you might guess, the ideas and suggestions touched on were uh, from a number of different issues, each worthy of a sermon unto itself, autonomy, civil rights, balance, connection, nomenclature, expectations, emotions, and strength. Since we can't go into all of them in any depth, I wish to simply share as best I can some of the central points that were voiced that evening. There are less than a dozen of them, and I won't sit on any one of them very long. <laughs> Did that scare you? <laughs> right off the bat, someone asked me to revisit uh, the golden rule and the fact that we must be careful not to assume we know what others need or want based on what we think their preferences might be or based on our sensibilities. Doing unto others as we would have them do unto us can get pretty tricky. We have to go the extra mile so that we understand their circumstances, culture, and perspective. That's the only way we can be sure that we will treat them in a manner they will find respectful and beneficial. Someone reminded us that in hard times, violence and abuse increase. Things are in flux around us in our nation and in the world. People are finding themselves in situations they would never have dreamed just a few months ago. Losing their homes and jobs, retirement being put off, life savings vanishing, banks, budgets, and businesses in trouble. We would all do well to keep our eyes open in these times and our ears open so that when people in pain turn to inflicting pain, we have a chance to stop it. We were reminded in a number of ways that the struggle for equal rights is nowhere near over. Some are saying that the women's movement is stronger than ever, while others are saying that it has died. Civil rights for all of us have been in jeopardy recently, but even that doesn't affect the lopsided distribution of power, money, and privilege among straight white men. We must not forget to teach the generations after us the stories of our lives so that women will be written into, into history as they have not been until now. So that we won't lose sight of the desired outcome of equality for all. 
While there's an ongoing effort to coexist in peace, we acknowledged that we are still striving, that there is an underlying, underlying drive for autonomy that we have not yet fully realized. Most men will not marry until they have experienced some success on their own, found their independence and proved themselves to themselves. Historically, women have not been afforded this opportunity. Of course, there are many who have managed to break free and accomplish a great deal in this world on their own, who have proven themselves to be totally self-reliant, but this is still more the exception than the rule. Our independence is quite often as important to us as it is to the next guy. We talked about wholeness being the balance of male and female within each of us. Certainly, we recognize that no one is without characteristics of both, though they may be well hidden. Finding comfort in our own skin with the presence of both is essential to spiritual growth and equilibrium. Nothing is served, nothing is served by women hiding their strengths and intellect or by men hiding their soft side and feelings and intuitions. Women are incredibly strong. Their strength only makes the whole stronger. Denying it or actively oppressing it diminishes the whole. One woman spoke about the process of gathering information, getting the facts, and then letting emotions and intuitions inform responses so that they carry with them the generated passion to protect life. This is why women began the environmental movement, as Dion mentioned, and the anti-slavery effort as one woman read this morning, the Red Cross, and numerous peace organizations. If our intellect is not informed by our emotions, the only passions that move into play are fear and anger. After thoughts of all that protecting and caregiving, we were reminded that we don't have to be superhuman. Accepting realistic expectations of ourselves doesn't come easy. But then I think that's true for men as well. I'm not sure that we, what we believe to be realistic is the same. But I do know that many of us push harder than is healthy and often lose awareness that we become less effective in everything we do when we're not tending to our own necessities. We all have to work at finding what feeds us, what calls to us, identifying our own paths and finding deeper meaning sometimes leads us to finding new names for conventional concepts 
or recreating and reclaiming ideas. Like in Jewish Midrash, we often need to rewrite the tales where women have been marginalized or left out of the story. We need to rewrite them until we can recognize our part in the greater whole. The paradigm will shift again. The paradigm is shifting again. Remember from the, the matriarchal and goddess cultures to the male patriarchal cultures. Our understanding is growing. Our capacity to embrace what we all have in common is growing. Men will find or create images. Women will create words and find words. We will speak the things that have only been felt. And others will feel the things that have only been talked about. The value of our mutuality as well as our differences will combine so that we can survive and thrive. We all want to be satisfied with ourselves, our lives, and our accomplishments. So what constitutes satisfaction? Helen Keller said, Many persons have a wrong idea of what constitutes true happiness. It's not attained through self-gratification, but through fidelity to a worthy purpose. If you're in need of one, this denomination happens to have a very nice list of them available. 